Hi everyone, this is Megan Van Petten. And this is Lindsay Poss. You're listening to the Esports Next podcast. Here, we will highlight the fantastic guests and speakers of the Esports Next conference. Esports Next 2022 is presented by Morgan Stanley and is located in Sweet Home, Chicago. Don't forget to register to secure your spot at the conference and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Esports Next podcast, the official podcast of the Esports Next conference. I'm Lindsay the Boss Poss, and I'm joined today by my friend and co-host Megan Van Petten. Thank you, Lindsay. This episode, we are delighted to welcome James Huss, who is our event co-chair for the Esports Trade Association's Esports Next conference. He's also the sales manager for Encore. James, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Meg. I appreciate it. Yeah, nice it's again, great Lindsay. to see you. Can you uh, just tell everyone a little bit about yourself? What was your entry port into esports and what is your current role, both at USTA and sure. at Encore? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I do wear two hats, although <laughs> technically it is just one hat right now, but imagine two hats that I wear. Uh, so my entry into esports was actually through, let, let me tell you about myself really briefly. So my name is James Hess. Uh, I'm a sales manager for Encore. We are the world's largest event experience company. So my job for the last five years has been helping organizations put on events. When I started, we were doing exhibit booths where it was like power and internet, and then it grew into, okay, here's a conference with a, a screen and projector. Uh, and then eventually I started doing really exciting events for NFL and Major League Baseball players, uh, charity events. And it became, through the pandemic, kind of the go-to person in our company, which is a multi-thousand person global events company for sports and entertainment. Uh, so when esports uh, was brought up as a topic, everyone assumed entertainment and sports, we need to give this to James. <laughs> so that is basically how I got my start in esports. Like so many people in our industry, I fell into it or, or I had a passion for it already. And my company was like, hey, we've heard about this. Is there anybody who'd be interested? It seems to be a lot of the people's entry into esports. And it certainly was for me. But it happened to coincide with the fact that I absolutely love video games. I have always loved gaming. My daughters who are 10 and 12, we play Valorant together. We have our That's own awesome. uh, website, teamcalypso.gg. You can go check us out. Uh, there's nothing there. It's just a coming soon website. But Esports has become part of my whole family's daily routine. We watch a lot of live sports here, and esports has become one of those things that we put in rotation just as often as we do a Major League Baseball game or College World Series. We're watching the Valorant Challengers Tour. So I love esports because of my background, but I've gotten into it because, like so many other companies in the world, we're very interested in being part of it. Now for the ESTA, I got a chance to be part of the ESTA because the person who was at my company left. So Encore had a representative on the ESTA board. He left, Meg reached out to another person who worked for us. And again, that is how I got involved in esports in general, but specifically the ESTA. And I was so lucky to be part of the event last year, the, the first live esports next uh, in Chicago in 2021, um, that Meg invited me to come back and actually conduct this one. So I was a participant. I helped uh, set up some of the equipment and I made sure that Encore was a, a, a participant last year. But this year, I'm actually getting the chance to be the co-chair along with the amazing Sharon Gill. And I'm very yeah, excited about it. Um, James, we're so happy to have you. You know, you, you in, in life, we, we all do our work and we all do our life. But when you have the kind of, you know, passion that James has for our 
you know, what he does. It's just priceless, really. Tell us a little bit about being, you know, the conductor now versus what you did last time. I mean, you're literally orchestrating. So tell, tell us a little bit about the role and how you how you've, you know, grown and, and what contribution you've made. I would say last year I was like a yeah. first chair, right? So I had an important part of the event, but really I was just reacting to what other people wanted. So you would tell me the plan and then I would help you execute it. This year I have become much more behind the scenes. And the great news this year is that we've learned so much from that first in-person event. It's not the first event that the ESTA has ever done, but it was the biggest and most impressive in-person event that we had done up to that point. And for this year, we learned a lot of quality of life improvements and things like that, that I'm very excited to implement. Things that are gonna make it easier for the attendees to network with one another, which is the hugest benefit to this conference. And I say the hugest benefit, and that's just to me personally. A lot of people love to go and get the information from the panels. A lot of people love to go for the entertainment, whether it's to the Cubs game or the happy hour later in the evening at the WIT, um, or if it's the speed networking. Those are the types of things. Those are the interaction networking things that are a lot of fun. And then there's the panels, of course. But to me, it's everything that happens outside of the planned activities that is so valuable for a conference like this. Those are the types of interactions you cannot get necessarily in a virtual conference unless it's built like that and certainly not just participating in a chat or something like that it is a really crucial that you get in front of somebody and talk to them so for this year we're trying to make it so that there's as many opportunities for people to get in touch with one another and grow it in fact making money in this industry is something i'm incredibly passionate about because i want the industry to succeed so what i've tried to do as the conductor this year is to make sure there's opportunities for people to see how to fund our favorite activities some of the panels are going to include things like that many of the the participants and the exhibitors and the sponsors are people who want to help tournament organizers and non-endemic brands build a foundation in esports that can grow to the heights like professional sports have seen over the last 150 years. So building on that, and I just want to make a note here that I have heard so much about the WIT. So my expectations for the WIT are absolutely sky high at this point. <laughs> I, I don't think I'll be disappointed, but almost everyone we've had on here has said, oh, the WIT, it's so amazing. Like this had better be the coolest bar I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so if anyone... Sky high is a great word. It is sky okay, high. It is, it is the top of this. It is gorgeous. The views alone were worth the, the, the price of admission, which was part of the conference. So that was even better. You showed up to this thing and you had an amazing time and you got to sit with amazing people. That WIT event is spectacular. Now, you're probably going to ask me a question that I've already answered, so please <laughs> no, go ahead. Fine. Yeah, I just wanted to, to point out there that, uh, that if anyone from the WIT is listening, I will not be tampering my expectations. They are through the roof. Um, so we did talk a little bit about what you're passionate about and why monetizing the industry is so important, but I would love to pick at that a little further and ask you how you have been able to use your experience from professional sports and how you think esports might be able to use some of that experience. Like what are the ways for monetization specifically where that's the same with professional sports and where it might be different for esports? Cause obviously there's a whole new opportunity with the industry that you're in. So that is an amazing question. It's exactly what I hope every customer asks me when they <laughs> call me for the first time because I want to tell them about this. So I read that the first hybrid event was a 1911 football game again from Kansas, uh, Kansas playing Missouri. There was a telegraph set up and they would had a giant picture of a football field and the telegraph wire would come in and say what the last play had been. And somebody would go up there and move a little shape up to wherever that was. That was over 110 years ago. So that was the first hybrid event. That was the first, there was an in-person event and then there was somebody watching it on the other end. If we can explain to people that 
Esports is not a new concept. Watching people play games who are better than you at that game is something we have been doing for more than 100 years. And getting that to people who cannot be there in person is a huge part of it, obviously, because we want to grow our fan base and we don't want to be limited to even these amazing purpose-built arenas like, you know, the people who own the WIT, uh, the Surge Interactive uh, Stadium that's mm-hmm. coming to Chicago or something like Esports Stadium Arlington. Those are going to be amazing purpose-built stadiums, but that's not enough because just like every professional sports game has an online component, whether it's broadcast TV or whether it's streamed, there is that broadcast component that allows for advertisers, that allows for people who are at home to watch an event that they couldn't be otherwise part of. And we're in a huge advantage in that we can actually bring people back into the game during the event. So the NFL, when they they have tons of advertisements for like Play 60, which is their charity, where they help you know kids get outside and be more active. We can actually bring those kids into the game that they're playing while the game is going on. So let's say you're in the middle of an amazing Valorant tournament and Riot Games comes in and advertises, hey, here's how you download Valorant for free. Come play with these people or or something like that. So there are huge advantages for esports over traditional sports by still using that kind of traditional sports model. The most value that this the industry is bringing to people looking to make money in the industry right now is sponsorship mm-hmm. and merchandising right now those licensing fees that the nfl gets uh, or, or, or gets from their broadcasting partners is not something that is in this industry esports is also very unique in that ip is owned by riot games or epic games or microsoft not football not stick and ball sports those are owned by nobody and anybody can start a tournament and play it but that is not the case in esports. So having said all of that, what you need is to be able to explain to somebody how it's similar to, to traditional sports, but you also need the backing of somebody who understands how it's different, like being part of the Esports Trade Association might get you, to guide you through how to continue to sell, to, to change that mindset from somebody like, this is people playing video games, this is people sitting in a room, this is not sports, to this is sports. And maybe even drop the E at some point. We're just gonna be part of the sports world going forward, and it'll be football, baseball, basketball, and esports. But it's going to be said in the same Ooh, breath. How long do you think that's going to take? What's your uh, your prediction on length of time for that? <laughs> you know, I, I liken a lot. I heard somebody say that this was just like the WWF in the 80s. So we had in the 80s, I was watching a lot of this as a kid because it was super cool. But it was pay-per-view only. They were selling out stadiums. But it was fake. It wasn't real. It wasn't a real sport. Nobody thought it was a real sport. So they thought this is a spectacle and it will come and go just like every other spectacle. It isn't. The WWF grew and grew and grew. And so some of the people who participate in that, like The Rock, are some of the most famous and well-paid people on earth. Um, and, and we are starting in esports with influencers already. We are starting with people who understand how to market themselves already. So I think the people who are in esports are going to be faster mm-hmm. to that kind of level of success. But just like Moore's Law says, you know, computing power will double every couple of years. I, I think esports will double every couple of years. So I really do think that we are right on the cusp of there being legitimate interest from the major networks on putting an event like this on their TVs in the next two to three years. Well, James, thank you so much. Tell us a little bit about what we can expect at the show. You, I know you were a big part of putting the agenda together, and you're even working on a hybrid, um, a high, an experience that we'll be able to view high with. I'm not sure if it's Chime that we're going to be using. I know we're like working through some of the experiences, but um, tell us a little bit about that. 
Yeah, I'll address the virtual part yeah, first, sure. uh, first, because I've talked a lot about hybrid. So we are definitely going to have a virtual platform and we'll have an easy way to access this. The ability to watch the panels and participate in the panels and things like that is critical to us, even for our at home audience. So we're going to try and set up a way that people can participate in the panels, type in their Q&A and then have a chance to network or do something that would be closer to the experience in person. It won't be the same as in person. And that is totally fine. What it can be is bigger and better on parts of it and then less in person in other parts of it. And I, I'm saying all that to say that there is a, a dynamic for both sides and there's a huge advantage for both sides. One, if you're virtual, obviously you can do it from anywhere on earth, right? So you don't have to be in Chicago for this event. Two, you get the information. So if panels are the most important thing to you and learning from these amazing people is important, the virtual event is going to be a perfect fit for you. Three, if you're interested in networking, it's not going to not exist, but you're not gonna be at the happy hours. You're not going to be at the Cubs game. You are gonna be able to network with people online at the same time as the event is going on. So that is a huge way that you can continue that. And esports people get as much as anybody networking online so the virtual event is going to be an amazing second option for the event and in my mind because I do this all day I do not want anyone to think of this as a second class option I want it to be an additional option if you can't come or if you wanted to come or there's something preventing you or whatever the reason we want you to be able to participate so the virtual event is incredibly important to me and it's something that I'm really looking forward to making look spectacular this year and it'll be on an amazing platform for sure the event itself, you're right. The agenda this year has become so important because we found out a lot of things yeah. last year. The The really important stuff was the time that people got to spend learning from amazing people and then discussing those ideas afterwards. So we tried to develop a group of topics this year, like funding your favorite activity. We tried to grow topics from last year. Like last year, we had women in sports. This year, we have a full diversity and inclusion panel. Uh, we are talking about topics that are that are interesting like gaming and how to fund them and things like that so there there are topics this year not just like hey i'm a, a we had phase clan there last year talking about how they set up partnerships which was amazing but i would rather hear from somebody who's set up a partnership with phase clan and, and how that sort of thing has happened so we're trying to direct people to get the information they want and need and not just have something cool the other thing that we really wanted to focus on was these type of networking activities. So if you're going to be there in person, you're going to get the wit. You're going to be able to participate in the Cubs game. You're going to get speed networking. You're going to get all these things that are so critical and important to developing your personality and your base in the esports industry that you will want to participate in person. James, thank you so much for coming on. Your enthusiasm is totally contagious. Uh, I hope everyone listening can hear that and I hope everyone watching can see that because it's just been so much fun. Where can people find you, Thanks. follow you, keep up with your work, just learn more about you and what you do? Thank you very much. Well, obviously, I would love to invite everybody to join the Esports Trade Association as soon as possible. The best thing that ever happened to me was finding out about this association and then starting to volunteer mm -hmm. for the committees. Clearly, I have a background in events, so that was important to me. But but there are so many other opportunities of things I don't understand, like marketing or education or mentoring or things that are that are new and interesting to me that I can be part of. So I would invite everyone to join the Esports Trade Association first, and they can talk to me all they want through that. Failing that, go to LinkedIn, look up James Hess, or it's James Hess Encore is, is my username on there that you can tag at the end of the LinkedIn, uh, and you can find me there. And of course, teamcalypso.gg, when we eventually get, uh, my daughters are old enough to, to play Valorant, <laughs> then uh, we'll have a fully functioning website there too. But that's it. Love it.
Thank you, James. Thank you, Lindsay. What a great show. And we'll see both of you in Chicago. Looking forward to it. Yes. Thank you. And don't forget to find out more about Esports Next or register. Uh, check out esportsta.org. Thanks, everyone.